again to Julius. Puts up a three. Bearcat Blitz. Welcome in, everybody. Thank you all so much for choosing Bearcat Blitz for all your UC basketball, football, and athletics chatter. I'm your host, Russ Heltman. Catch me on allbearcats.com and same place to catch my co-host, Neil Meyer. We are coming at you with another great episode today. You can also check out Neil at thefrontofficenews.com. We have UC forward Dan Skillings coming on the show to start the week off. Cincinnati with a big, big week of home games coming up against TCU and Oklahoma. The Big 12 gauntlet continues as they are likely tracking, uh, according to UCSID David Cohen, towards their longest streak of ranked opponents since the mid-90s. So it's just uh, it's that kind of, kind of competition for Cincinnati basketball right now as Dan coming off a 24-point performance in the win over the not the win the close loss against baylor 62 59 they were close to getting that done down the stretch but neil we got some stuff to get to before we bring on dan talk about that loss to baylor and then preview the tcu matchup as well before we get there i want to tell you about bet online with nfl playoffs right around the corner in the nba season in full swing bet online has you covered with all the up to second odds news and scores with additional odds lines trends and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get the in, get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code Believe. That's B L E A V. Once again, that's B L E A V to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on that first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You can start following us, subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts as well, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, you can catch us there. Subscribe on YouTube, Talking Cats with Russ Heltman for the visual portion of the show. And you can also check us out on TV, Valley Sports Ohio, wherever you uh, get your cable product. You can check out Valley Sports, love our partnership with them. Let's go ahead and bring him on, Dan Skillings, UC Forward. Dan, thank you so much for taking the time on uh, on this holiday coming to everybody on a Martin Luther King Jr. day happy MLK day to everybody Dan thank you so much man coming off the big performance how we doing how we feeling a few games into uh the Big 12 slate well thank you I appreciate you guys for having me on here um <clears throat> feel great about my team man and uh we're looking great we go after it every day we have a caring coach a hard-working coach that brings it every day and cares so much about this program individually and he said that as soon as he got here but uh Feels good, man. The Big 12 is interesting, man. Every team, you see you see how the wins and losses are going inside of the Big 12, like big teams losing, upsets and things like that. And just every team in the Big 12 can, can compete and beat any team in the Big 12, and it's amazing. And it's just fun to know every time we go out there, we're either playing a top 25 team or a March Madness team. So it's really fun to get out there and just compete with the best of the best. Dan, you've had a 29-point performance a few games ago, 24 points against Baylor. Added a lot of great things in terms of rebounding defense on the other end as well. Is there like a zone that you've been kind of finding a little bit more lately that you're kind of finding a groove, so to speak, as we get deeper into your sophomore season? Are you starting to find some more of those consistent keys that you're looking for in your game? Yeah, yeah. Um, I said it since the beginning of the season. Uh 
what we're about, what our team's about, we're about guarding first, two feet in. That's our motto, and that means, like, just everybody in. Like, we're not just one foot in and one foot out. Like, we're two feet in together. And when we when we guard to, know, to the place where we know we can guard from and we stay together no matter what happens, we know we can compete against any team in this country, and we have proven that and we've shown mm-hmm. that. Um, we just got to come in and get better, get one possession better, get two possessions better, and we'll f- finish some games. And, um, yeah, I, I get in the groove when I really – when I guard, when I when I guard and I rebound, that's how I get in the groove first and just staying aggressive and making smart plays and, and staying aggressive but also making a play off of my aggressiveness. And, uh, yeah, and then just believing in my team and staying with the team the other team goes on a run we just stay together and keep working at what we work at every day in practice and we know we'll fall out good dan you had a big second half there versus baylor on saturday night just talk about what was working for you as russ mentioned 24 points 9 of 14 shooting but 17 of those points came in the second half what was working for you there on saturday um i love the atmosphere man baylor had an amazing student section the atmosphere was amazing baylor is a really good team and got me going there was some trash talking a little bit so that was a little fun but uh just uh just enjoying the moment man and just having fun with it mostly like not getting in your head and and getting down just having fun with the moment i'm very blessed to be in the position i am today i thank god first man for blessing me and giving this gift to play basketball but yeah man just playing freely and playing with the team and trusting in our team and, and just playing basketball simply that and um I got it going a little bit, yeah. And you mentioned the environment there. Obviously, that's a brand-new arena down there. Just your first impressions on what that venue was like. Yeah, no, it was dope. It was dope. Student section, they they were funny. Uh, The environment was loud and amazing. Gave me the chills at one point. And, yeah, just it was great. Baylor had it going on at the home. Does it make you more excited as a competitor? to be able to experience these environments so far, you know, only I've gone on the road twice, but a lot more coming up. And obviously BYU, people talk about that being one of the more underrated environments in the country. Baylor just opens up the Foster Pavilion. And I mean, you unprompted talked about that environment. Is is it kind of sparks, not that you aren't already hyped to compete, but does it kind of help reach another gear, another level of how excited you are to get in these games? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just know a lot of our away games coming up are going to be great environments like Kansas will be a great environment. Um, a lot of schools, Houston will be a, a great environment just like they were last year, man. I'm yeah. just, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it, man. Like big time, man. It's just blessed, man. Really blessed to be in this position. Our team is blessed to be in this, in this position and we won't take it for granted. We'll bring it. We'll bring it every day. Yeah. So you made a huge... Oh yeah. Go ahead. Neil. My bad. You made a huge jump there in fresh from freshman year, to sophomore year. Just talk about what this offseason was like for you a little bit uh, in terms of preparation there to make that transition from year one to year two. Your relationship with Coach Rayfeld in the offseason obviously changed your body a little bit. Just talk about what this offseason was like for you to make this jump. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I first got here at UC, uh, I think I was like 189 or something like that. And before the season started, for my freshman year, I was about like 215. No, I was like 210, and uh, now I'm playing about like 215, 214. But offseason, I know I had some, some some things to work on, talking with Coach Wes Miller. Um, we had a meeting and just things to work on in the summer for us to be a better team, and so as everybody else had to do things to, for us to be a better team. But had to work on um, 
my defense, my poise on offense, my uh, decision making sometimes on offense and just uh, and executing things we do together and my shooting or worked on and, uh, and 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 playing playing the right way with the team all at the same time. So I worked on a lot of those things and uh, worked on my rebounding, just my overall game, just so I can be better for the team. And that would be better for us, for our future working on those things. You see forward Dan Skillings joining us on Bearcat Blitz. I'm your host, Russ Heltman, and he is Neil Meyer, my co-host. So, Dan, kind of going to the origins for your game in basketball. Do you have maybe a, a striking first basketball memory, maybe a, a point where you really fell in love with the game and were like, man, I could really make this a, a huge part of my life? That was probably the start of my junior year in uh, high school. I uh, tra- I transferred to Roman Catholic, my high school. I went to. I transferred there my junior year, and Roman Catholic was like a big, big thing. Like it's it's known, and it's like a big school in Philly, and it's taken serious. It's nothing lightly to take about. And my first two years in high school, I didn't really take basketball serious to the point that you just noted. Um, probably started taking it serious. Yeah, I was my junior year of high school. I I got a trainer, Coach Ken Jackson, that's been with me since my sophomore year basically since I've been playing since my freshman year. Um, yeah, I started, that, that's the first time I worked out, like, every day, twice a day, working out with him. And I was just like, dang, like, this might be the – for a long time in my life, I'll be doing this for – it would be, like, my job. And that's when I really noticed, like, I can go somewhere with this. I can – my NBA dreams were coming to reality. Like, I know I can do that. So I, that's when I really started taking basketball serious and, and working on my craft every day, every other day. Love it. And uh, I saw that I, I read more about this in, uh, in an awesome article by uh, Joseph Santolakito over at uh, cityofbasketballlove.com, kind of just going through your high school career in 10 different schools that you you kind of bounced around and were, were, were a part of in grade school and high school. How, how difficult was that kind of acclimating yourself and being able to kind of get your kind of goals and 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 sports goals and basketball goals aligned going through all that and how did that shape you kind of as a guy growing up and 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 kind of prepare you for life here at uc um i had a i had a lot of family that had my back and that was with me all the time and i had a very loving family i still do and um they kept me tight they taught me things and moving around school to school is kind of fun i'm not gonna lie it was fun I mean, it was fun. I, I experienced a lot of different things. Um, my awareness around New Jersey is very bright. I know a lot of places. Um, I know a lot of people. So it, it was fun. You know, I was just living my young life and was just doing whatever. Didn't have to worry about nothing. And it, it was fun. I really, I just played street ball. I didn't play no school ball because I didn't, I wasn't able to really. But um, there's a time I was going to start in seventh grade. But I transferred school. I transferred schools again, gotcha. and so I couldn't play for that year, that season. And then I went to a school called C.W. Lewis in eighth grade, and then I couldn't play till late. So like, that was all messed up too. So I really started my first career in ninth grade year at Highland. So it was fun, man. Like it, it created me to be like a um, very individual, I'm very individual, and um, I can take care of myself. And I learned to mature at a young age. Yeah, on that level as a mindset. So. 
and I smiled a lot, you know, that's, that's one thing I go about. I smile a lot. I'm positive. I'm never a negative person to never see a negative light in me. Um, so that brought that out meeting a lot of new people, staying positive, no matter how my life was going at the time. So yeah, I, I, I think, and I'm glad I went through those things to be where I am today. Yeah. So Dan, you talked about earlier about coach Miller being a really caring person and all that kind of stuff. Just walk us through what your relationship is like with a guy like Coach Miller. Obviously, we see that side that not many others get to see along with you guys covering the team. But walk us through your relationship with the coaching staff, Coach Miller, and then your decision to come to Cincinnati and what drew you here. And me and uh, me and Coach Miller, me and Coach Miller have a love-hate relationship. So you know we uh, <laughs> we got a lot of love for each other. So we got a lot of love for each other, man. And um, off the court. We, we get we get along really well. We FaceTime on the court. We get along great too. But um, we uh, we FaceTime sometimes. Like just when I when he was recruiting me, I felt like he was more of a friend than like a coach. Uh, he um, he cared for me. He cared for my family. He uh, visited visited me all the time. He came to my my dad and my uncle's barber shop when I was getting a haircut one time and he came and popped up on us and my, my uncle and my dad didn't know, but, uh, yeah, he, when he was recruiting me, he, he would like FaceTime me like twice or three times a day. And during that moment, I, I was like a late bloomer. So all like calls were coming and I was getting calls from millions of schools and things like that. And that can get annoying. But when he yeah. called out, I was never annoyed because I knew he wasn't there to bug me and, and like bother me. He would call me sometimes just to see what I'm doing, and I, and he'll Facetime me, and I'll be on the beach or something. <laughs> and this is this is right after AAU ended, so I took a little break. So, yeah, he, I, 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 did, I never got that like I got I gotta pick up this call when he would call during the recruitment, and we just built like a a big relationship during the recruitment process. So like before I could, and and I knew and I knew what they were about. Real dudes didn't want to hand nothing to me, wanted me to work for all my accomplishments I'll have with them and, and and I like that they didn't sugarcoat nothing they didn't tell me what I wanted to hear like other schools would and um I just knew when I, when I was ready to commit I couldn't picture myself committing anywhere else that's how it felt yeah. and like I couldn't like picture calling coach West and be like hey coach uh thank you for everything I, I, I'm choosing to go here though I'm sorry like I couldn't picture myself doing that like I just knew Cincinnati was for me and uh that's what when I when I was thinking about that, I looked to my dad, I looked to my uncle, I looked to Coach Ken, and I was like, "Yeah, I can't. I got, I got to go here. This is the spot, and this is how this is how I'm feeling." So, and on the court, we're great. This is where I'm talking about the love and hate relationship. On the court, great, but if I'm bull crapping, he's 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 gonna get he's gonna, <laughs> he, he's gonna get on me and, and tell me what's up. So, which I which I like, man. It's not it's not all just smiles all the time. You know, it's it's work, it's grind too. So, it's other part I like a lot. Did he? Uh, did he tell anybody he was popping into the barber shop? Did you know? Or I knew. Yeah, I knew. Um, okay, <laughs> I was gonna say that would be. I think... <laughs> that would have been wild if he just dropped dropped in, <laughs> wearing a disguise or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, nah, I knew for sure. Um, and uh, my uncle and my uh, dad were just like, "Yo," like they didn't, they, they weren't expecting that because I think we just saw them super recently. So when he popped up, we were just surprised. One interesting fact I would like to say. Yeah, let's hear it. Me and Coach West had such a close relationship, so I can do these types of things with him. When I committed, um, I remember I was at the barbershop, and I had all my family behind me, but he didn't know nobody was behind me. So I called him, I FaceTimed him, and I was screen recording, and I pranked him. 
and act like I wasn't going to go there. Oh, no. and, uh, and then he recruited me real hard. He just, he had he's still new to the program, just getting a job and stuff like that. Right, you were like his first. You were his top ranked commit commit from that class too. So it, that was that was a yeah. big heart flutter. You probably gave it right there. Yeah, so I Facetimed him and I was like, "Hey, coach." Uh, uh, he was like, "What's up, dude?" He was in the gym or whatever, and he had just left the meeting to go fa- answer the Facetime, and. Yeah. He's like, what's up, dude? I'm like, yo, what's up, coach? Uh, I got, I looked down. I started, like, and I wasn't smiling. I was like, I just want to let you know, thank you for everything, man. Uh, I appreciate you guys. You guys did great um, with this recruitment process. Uh, I appreciate everything you guys done. And you can just see his face change a little bit. He got serious. He was like, like, serious. And then uh, I was like, I'm choosing to go to, um, and I sat there. And then I was like, Cincinnati, I had the shirt on, whatever, and everybody started going crazy. I got, and, it, and it just it scared him, whatever. It was super funny. All the family got in it. And he, oh, was like, that's great. he was like screaming happy and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's a, that's a funny moment we got. And I still got the screen recording to this day. That's awesome. Carrying that vibe into, uh, into Clifton for sure with you guys yeah. uh, having a good time. But staying serious with the work as well. Dan, one more, a couple more quick ones. I don't know if, Dan, if Neil's got any more fun, got any more fun facts, but do you have – any cool skills that nobody really knows about? Any fun facts about Dan Skillings? Any any like magic skills, singing skills? Any talents you want to bring to the world? Bring to the light, I should say. I think everybody knows I can dance already, or like I love dancing. Mm-hmm. People know yeah. that, so I won't. Um, sheesh. You got a favorite type of dance? Maybe favorite 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 dance style you like doing? Just my dancing ain't like really like call it anything you know i just like i go with the beat and do whatever that's what that's my you're skilling you're just skilling out there you're just skilling yeah and just funny stuff but another skill i have oh man uh i can do some card tricks some magic tricks on the cards all right okay okay i like that's about it i can't really think about anything anything else really uh making people laugh i guess you know I love it. Neil, you got anything else for, for Dan? Speaking of uh, the dancing vibes, uh, obviously you want to walk us through how you and Rayvon got coached to do your favorite TikTok dance there on the live stream the one day. Fun, interesting <laughs> story. <laughs> no, that, yeah, that's funny, man. We just getting the vibes up before the game, you know, staying positive and, and getting pumped up and letting the fans see our personalities outside of basketball and not just on the court, just being, being fun, making everybody laugh outside of the uh, arena. So, yeah. Yeah, and then one more for me, Dan. Obviously, we asked John this at Big 12 Media Days. We asked Coach West this as well. Favorite Jordan sneaker for you guys? Yeah. My favorite Jordan sneaker? Yeah. I can show you right now. Hold on. Oh, here we go. The visual medium. This is why we have it right here. As Dan Skillings goes to get his favorite Jordan sneaker. Okay. So it's either the Jordan 11s right here. Ooh. Okay. But not, not red and white Jordan 11s ones, right there. Not these particular color, but just the 11s, the Jordan 11s. Okay. Or okay. the uh, or the Jordan 4s. I think John I think I'm partial to the 4s. Yeah, but these two are my favorite. Jordan 11s and Jordan 4s. And then the Jordan 3s are my second. There you go. There you go. Dan um, Skillings yeah. rocking the Jordans and uh, rocking some rims throughout this homestand, I'm sure, as Cincinnati gets ready for TCU and Oklahoma coming up. Some more big games in the Big 12 
Conference. Dan, thank you so much for some time this week on the holiday, and good luck the rest of this week, especially and during the season as you guys continue a run towards a hopeful NCAA tournament berth. Yes, sir. Thanks, Thanks, you guys. Thanks, you guys, for having me. Absolutely. Yep. Dan Skillings, awesome stuff, man. We, we went a little long with Dan there, but I, it's it's so much fun. I love talking to Dan. He has a great time, Neil. And we'll get to the TCU preview after a look at the Baylor loss, a close, close loss, following these messages on Bearcat Blitz. Neil, fun time with Dan Skillings, and he was a huge part of the unfortunate. They covered the spread. They were closer. They kept it way closer than I thought they would. I should have gone with my original score prediction uh, with a three-point loss instead of the 13-point loss I predicted. But UC keeps it tight, 62-59, Neil, as we continue here on Bearcat Blitz. Neil Meyer, my co-host here on the Believe Network. Hard-fought defensive battle that Cincinnati ultimately falls in. I I really liked how they they defended the perimeter. I thought that was fantastic mm-hmm. against one of the best backcourts in the entire country, one of the best guard battalions in the country. But ultimately, Neil, not enough work done at the free throw line. Once again, they go 7 of 12. They only have 10 turnovers, but they are unable to uncap the rim at all. Dan Skillings was the only player, a guy we just talked to, who – was struggling with this three-point shot throughout much of the season. He finds four of his six shots from deep to go down, but no one else, Neil, could hit a three, and that was ultimately the reason why they fell in this game after playing, in my opinion, well enough to win another Big 12 game that they find themselves etching an L into the loss column for. Yeah, and it, it was a very close game, but first off, we talk about the three-point perimeter. We have to give a shout-out to John Newman. I thought like he did on Jacoby Walter – on Saturday was phenomenal. I, I mean, that's a top up. five to seven NBA draft pick, Neil. I mean, that is an elite him. player that John Newman probably just made himself his own extra bit of cash or some yep. more looks in his own post-UC career because, I mean, if you can defend like that, Neil, you can maybe stick around at the pro ranks in the in the, uh, in the the state side looking side of things. But that's, a, yeah, that's an off-season conversation for sure. Yeah, and I thought he did a great job containing Jacoby Walter. I mean, you ha- anytime you hold a top five to seven NBA prospect scoreless for the first 25 minutes or so of play, it's phenomenal. I thought he really changed the game defensively. He set the tone early, but then the offensive struggles, obviously we talked Noah Z's Bandego again for this one for the Bearcats, which was a huge blow, obviously, uh, especially with a big rim presence like Aziz. But overall, Dan Skilling's performance on Saturday was phenomenal. 24 points, six rebounds on nine of 14 shooting, a 12-point run there to will the Bearcats back in down the stretch when needed it the most. And that was a huge reason why the Bearcats were still in that game was that 12-point run, 17 second-half points for Dan Skillings. But overall, you mentioned it, zero from 15 from behind the arc outside of Dan Skillings burying the only four three-point, made three points of the game. So overall, they really struggled from behind the arc, but if they could maybe have knocked down one or two more of those, or even three more, it could be a different outcome for the Bearcats. Yeah, man. And right when you think Seamus Lukosius is starting to get going, a one of 10 performance from outside. Uh, fortunately, it seemed like he stayed healthy in this one. It doesn't seem like the Bearcats added any injuries. 
and Aziz Bandego was a game time decision. And I'm very glad, Neil, that you and I spent some time on that kind of noticeable tweak that he went through last mm-hmm. week because nobody really talked about it in the post game, but nobody asked about it. And it wasn't a huge topic of conversation throughout the week until we got to Saturday and it was Aziz's in street clothes when we got to warm ups. So that's something obviously to monitor on Tuesday. And it's something that's going to be massive once again, because I believe when you boil down the numbers, yeah, the, the Baylor Bears went 17 of 28, Neil, from inside the arc. They were very, very efficient near the basket. That's something that is going to obviously change if you have a healthy, ready-to-roll Aziz Bandego out there and hopefully a more engaged, less frustrated Victor Locken. He fouls out of this game, goes three for five from the field in 24 minutes, just seven points, only has one rebound and one assist. Two, two, point, two rebounds and assists combined, Neil. We're used to a way bigger impact out of Victor Locken than that. He needed to be better in this one around the rim. He needed to be their top rim presence. He just was not throughout the contest. And then Jameel Reynolds was solid. I thought he was he was pretty good. One of his better games as a Bearcat, but it still just definitively felt when they do not have Aziz Bandego out there on the floor. And that's something that is going to be massive throughout the rest of the season and is massive once again as we move to this TCU game where you face a TCU team that does not turn it over just like Baylor. It's similar to Baylor in that they have a little bit less size but are very guard backcourt oriented and you have to pair a two-level performance once again with elite play out of John Newman and co who provided that on Saturday night and elite play at the rim projection position which was not provided as much for UC. So can they get that two-level performance back together? It's going to be big to have Aziz Vandago, and that, that injury portion of this roster is another thing we're looking at as we continue into the season, and Dayton is still the only contest where the full rotation has been accessed. Yeah, absolutely, and it's going to be a huge a huge test come Tuesday night at Fifth Third Arena, and they're going to see how will they bounce back, and that is something we'll get into on the next segment. But it's going to be a fun ride for the Bearcats here down the stretch of the month of January. No doubt. No doubt. Neil Meyer, my co-host, Russ Heltman, with you all to close out the show with a look at TCU, a couple big players to watch, and a prediction for one of the most complete teams in the country and a close, close <laughs> matchup in the net rankings. When we look at it right now, Cincinnati sitting at number 33 as we record this show in the net ranking and TCU at number 29 UC dropped just three or four spots despite going 0 and 2 it's kind of what happens Neil when you get a signature win to start Big 12 play but you lose the next two Big 12 games in America's toughest conference by just four points those losses aren't going to hurt you as much continuing the conversation on Bear Caplets All right, Neil, quick tale of the tape here before I give the floor to you for a top player to look at, and uh, I'll give another one as well for fans to key in on from TCU. A plus 16.2 scoring margin this year. They only have losses on the campaign at 13-3 and overall to Nevada, which was a big loss, 88-75, but a neutral site loss at that to a 15-2 and Nevada Wolfpack team who's going to be pretty solid this year. The neutral site lost to Clemson, 74-66. Clemson could be an NCAA tournament team. And obviously the loss to Kansas narrowly, which you and I talked about before the show, could have been a TCU win very easily. And they would be very much ranked and will be ranked 
once we get done recording the show, we have not had the rankings come out as of this recording when we were doing it in the morning of MLK Day. But overall, this offense deal, very, very good. When we look at Emmanuel Miller leading things, 16.8 points per game out of him. He's obviously going to be one of the players to watch that we touch on. 9-0 and at home. They're 2-1 and on the road. 84 points per game, 67.8 points per game allowed they're shooting almost 49 percent from the field 54 percent effective field goal percentage they only allow 30.3 percent of the opponent three-point field goal tries to be made and they're a very good free throw team 16.7 makes per game they kneel do not shoot the ball very well from three but they attack you downhill they're one of the top 50 teams in the country in two-point percentage and one of the top 25 teams in the country in two-point shot attempts. Emmanuel Miller, all these guys, they're not big, but they get downhill at you, and they're ready to fight through contact with and ones, trips to the line, and close buckets near the rim. Yeah, and they're a team that likes to get downhill and attack, but this is a TCU team who's coming off arguably the biggest week in college basketball. They have a big victory over Oklahoma, who's number nine in the country. They follow it up with a down-to-the-wire, heartbreaking finish with the big win at the buzzer from Emmanuel Miller. Give them a win, 68-67 to over number two-ranked Houston. So they're coming off a huge week where they could have arguably, we talked about it, Russ, had it. they had a questionable finish there versus Kansas early to kick off Big 12 play. But this is a team, a TCU team, that could be arguably sitting 3-0 in Big 12 conference play with three wins versus top 10 opponents. They are a they're probably going to be ranked in the top 25 come later this afternoon. But, man, you love they love to get downhill, led by Emmanuel Miller. But, man, Jameer Nelson is a six-foot-three guard who really likes to get downhill and attack as well. He can create for others. He was one of the most highly sought-out players in the transfer portal this offseason after transferring from Delaware. And he's averaging 11 points a game. And he can really, really score the ball. He doesn't shoot the three ball very well. But when he gets the ball inside, he's shooting 46% from the field. He loves to get contact, and he loves to get to the foul line. As you mentioned, the Bearcats cannot let those two players right there affect the game, get downhill, and attack, and win the game at the free throw line. That's going to be the emphasis on this game on Tuesday night is keep TCU off the foul line. Good, good insight there from Neil. And, Neil, I'll go and take the reins on Miller. He is one of the top five players in the conference, has the fifth best player efficiency ranking of any Big 12 player, shooting 40% from three, is just cooking, absolutely cooking right now. 16.8 points per game, 5.9 rebounds, 2.8 assists. This is one of the best ball-sharing teams in the country. They have, I believe, four players this season averaging at least 2.8 assists. Yeah, one, two, three, four yeah, one, one, two, three, four, five players, four players, excuse me, averaging at least 2.8 assists. And Emmanuel Miller, one of those to kind of round out the ninth best assisting team in the country with 18.9 dimes per game. He is fantastic at sharing the ball, fantastic at shooting it from outside, and fantastic at getting to the rim, shooting 52.6% from inside the arc this year on a team high 9.6 two point tries per game. He is a force to deal with at six foot seven, 205 pounds. I expect a lot of John Newman on him, a lot of John Newman to be a fulcrum point of this game. Expect close to 30, 33 minutes for Newman. And you got to hope if you're a Bearcats fan that Aziz Bandego is feeling good, is moving from a game time decision 
to as close to 100% healthy as possible to deter those horned frogs from getting to the basket. For Neil Meyer, I'm Russ Elman. This has been Bearcat Blitz on the Believe Network. Thank you all to UC. A thank you all to Dan Skillings, and a thank you all to our audience for checking us out this week. We are presented by Bet Online. Enjoy the TCU and Oklahoma matchups, everybody. Shot clock off, four-point game. DeJulius, hooked up a three. Yeah!